Well, have you ever seen something on television or YouTube or somewhere and you thought to yourself, these people have just got to be out of their minds? What were they thinking? Come on, man. That's about as dumb as you can possibly get. I would imagine are these people out of their minds is not a chapel subject that has been addressed before uh, at Bear Valley. Maybe it has. Maybe you've thought a speaker, at least over the last couple of days, was out of his mind, and that might be understandable. 2 Timothy 3, 16 and 17 does say all Scripture is profitable. But when you get to this section of Scripture, you almost have to scratch your head and ask yourself, what on earth are these people thinking? Are they completely out of their minds? They're out of their cotton-picking minds. There is no passage in this section of Scripture that sounds anything like 2 Samuel 11, you know, where you have the man after God's own heart committing sin with Bathsheba and having Uriah killed, and finally, after it tells you all of this, and you are just aghast that this man after God's own heart could do such a thing, the Word of God says, what David did displeased the Lord. There's no comment like that. In this section of Scripture, the passage I'm talking about is really descriptive. Descriptive. We get very accustomed to passages being prescriptive. And it's really the kind of thing those of us who are preachers and teachers love because we get to tell people what God wants them to do. But when a passage is descriptive, sometimes all you can do is just stand back and take it in and see what God is trying to tell us that's profitable. This passage doesn't drip irony. It is flooded with irony. The passage I want to talk to you about is just overwhelmingly ironic. Because the people are out of their minds. You may not know the passage yet, but I'm about to give you one verse that will tell you what you need to know. Judges 17, verse 6. Every man did that which was right in his own eyes. Let's briefly survey Judges 17 and 18 because there is a cast of characters with one notable exception that we can say this about. They're crazy. They're out of their minds. They are out of their minds with one notable exception. In Judges 17 and verses 1 through 6, going through the cast of characters, we have Micah and his mama. Micah and his mama. They're crazy. Listen, 
1,100 pieces of silver have gone missing in this house at Ephraim. 1,100 pieces of silver. And this is such a good, close-knit family that Mama says within earshot of her son, Micah, I have pronounced a curse on whoever took this money. Whoever took the 1,100 pieces of silver. And Micah, whose very name means who is like the Lord, and I'll tell you, he's nothing like the Lord. Doesn't have the fear of God, but he has the fear of the curse put on him. And he finally says, Mama, I took your money. The fact that she would even have to say that within earshot of her own son lets you know that this is not just the typical American family living in Ephraim. The happy family. And then upon getting the 1,100 pieces of silver, she blesses him in the name of Yahweh. And she says to her son, I have dedicated this money to the Lord. And then she gives him 200 pieces of, of silver to go make idols with. 200 pieces of silver to go make household idols with. She is the great-grandma of Ananias and Sapphira in Acts 5, 1 through 11. She dedicates this to the Lord and then only gives less than one-fifth of it. And then it's to the purchasing, the acquiring of idols. What are they thinking? What are they thinking? And then Micah, who is like the Lord, and he's nothing like the Lord, gets the household idols and he brings them to his house. And he has Micah's house temple of tinker toy idols. And he says, if you're going to have idols, we need to have a priest. And he's got a boy. And so he appoints his son as the priest of the house temple of tinker toy worship in Ephraim. It's crazy. It's crazy. Height. Michael, in six verses, they violate over half of the Ten Commandments. They're nuts. They're nuts. Thank God there's nobody like that in the world today, huh? Now we go from Micah and his mama to Micah and the Levite. In verses 7 through 13, Micah and the Levite. Man, these would make great groups, musical groups. Micah and his mama. Micah and the Levite. And it just so happens that a Levite, come on in, we'll let you. Come on in. Crazy, we're talking about crazy people. Come on in, preacher. All right. These people must be out of their minds. Micah just happens to have on his doorstep a living, breathing, walking, talking Levite. And he's starting to think, my son doesn't need to be a priest anymore. We've got a lucky charm. We've got a talisman. We've got us a rabbit's foot. 
We've got us a four-leaf clover, and we know that he's a Levite. He's got a southern drawl, and he says corn, born, and all because he's from Judah. You can tell where he's from, just like you can tell these Alabama people. Alabama. Uh, whenever we're around them. See? <laughs> now, Michael and the Levite. What you've got here is a crazy mama and son who now think that they can bring on a Levite who's going to bless their house where they're worshiping idols and giving lip service to Yahweh. And guess what? When the price is right, ten pieces of silver, a suit of clothes, and room and board, I'm wondering why this Levite's wandering in the, around Ephraim anyway. Well, he's at least semi-Levite, I guess we would say. But whenever you're a priest who can be bought, you got to wonder. And, and here's how it is. Look at the terminology. And these people are crazy. I want you to come and be our household priest. And I want you to be a father and a priest to our family. Well, the text, Denny, tells us he's a young guy. We want you to be a father and priest to us. That sounds nuts. It sounds nuts, and it is. Every man did that which was right in his own eyes. These people are crazy. They're out of their minds. A, a, a type of living has gone on for so long that they can't see the inconsistencies and wrongness. So the Levite comes on board. And the one who was brought on to be a father and a priest ends up like being a son to Micah. They're one big crazy family. They're crazy. Now I'm only saying this because the passage is really telling us that. Everything about the passage is describing the circumstances. And I'm simply saying what the text describes keep on looking at the great classic groups of craziness you've got the Levite and the Danites this cast of characters is something else the Danites of course one of the tribes and what happens when you get to chapter 18, 1 through 20, there was no king in those days. Had there been a king like David or, or Hezekiah, surely, surely they would have issued a wake-up call for people to think more properly about God and His ways. But John, there was a king, and his name was God. And these people were doing what was right in their own eyes, not God's. And the Danites send some spies to the house 
of Micah when Micah must be away, but they encounter the priest. And they say, hey, we can tell from your southern accent, Alabama, that you, you, you are from the south and you're a priest, a Levite. We want to know if everything's going to be okay because we have found we're looking for a new home. Rather than take the place in Canaan that they were supposed to, they're looking for an easier choice because they have been getting kicked by the Canaanites. So the Danites are kind of looking for another place. Got five spies here, and there's a parody for people that really like to pick up on these things. The sarcasm, the irony, it's, it's not just dripping, it's overwhelming flooding with irony. The spies think Joshua too, going into the promised land. Think of the favorable report given in Numbers 13 and 14 and the unfavorable report given initially. And here's what the Levite tells the Danites. Peace be with you. Yahweh's going to bless you. You know, Micah thinks that God has just dropped this Levite on his doorstep and the Levite is willing to tell people what they want to hear. Off go the Danites. And they... Go back and talk to their kinsmen and 600 warriors ready to fight are about to pounce on a little place called Laish that is unprotected, without allies, defenseless. They found this place that looks to them like their own Canaan land except it's going to be a whole lot easier to get. A whole lot easier to get. And they bring the soldiers as they go to destroy Laish. They're just outside the house of Micah. And they come back, they come back, after having been given a favorable word by Micah's priest, the Levite, they come back and they take the household idols and they take the priest. And the priest initially says something like this, now do you really think this? And they say to him, you need to consider this a ministerial move. You now are going to be a priest, not for just a household. You're going to be a priest for a tribe and a clan. Come on. And you know what the passage says? He gladly did. I'll take the best gig I can get. I don't want a lateral move, Tyler. I'm moving on up. Better opportunities better benefits. Now we come <laughs> to Micah and the Danites. They take the household idols. They take the priest. 
And Dave, this is an old Wild West takeoff. What happens is this. Micah puts together a posse. Let's go after these... De- he doesn't have any idea how many of them there were. He was probably thinking just five or a few like there were earlier that came by the house when he heard about things, I guess. So he gets together some folks and off the posse rides. And the posse catches up with the Danites. And Micah says, what in the world do you think that you're doing? And they say, you're out of your mind. They basically say, preacher man, it's time for you, Micah, who is not like the Lord, even though your name means you are like the Lord. It's time for you to zip your lip. Micah says, verse 24, in what has to be one of the dumbest statements ever recorded, You took the idols that I had made with my hands and the priest, my priest. You got to stop and think. If his gods could be taken by a bunch of Danites that didn't have much sense, they must not have been much of a god, huh? And you're taking my priest, and if he goes gladly, is he really worth having? But here is what the Danites have to say. What in the world do you think you're doing? I'll tell you what we're doing. Wayne, he said, the Danites say, you keep your mouth shut because, yeah, we took your idols and we took your priests, and if you don't leave right now with your mouth shut and really humble, we're going to kill you because that's the kind of people we are. They're crazy. They're crazy. The Danites go to that area, Laish. They burn and destroy and kill. And they make it their new home, their land flowing with milk and honey. And then they take the idols from Micah's house in a place they now call Dan after their forefather and they erect a place of worship with the Levite being the priest but when you look at the chapter as it concludes only two people are named Micah who is like the Lord and now The priest, the Levite, is named. His name is Jonathan, which means God gives. I'd ask, where is God in this chapter? But here's here's the biggest irony. Jonathan is the grandson of Moses himself. God's great prophet who brought the people out of Egypt to the land and told them to take it by God's power. The man who is instrumental in a sight at Dan 
is the apostate descendant of Moses. Don't tell me that the faith cannot be lost from one generation to the next to the next. And when it happens, it's crazy. Remember 1 Kings chapter 12? It's too much to go. Remember 2 Samuel 17? Moses' own grandson would be one of the initial people who helped the Canaanites win the war. God is mentioned four or five times in Judges 17 and 18. I suggest that the reason why that people are crazy is because God and His will are talked about. But people want to do their will. Every man did that which was right in his own eyes. Tell me, are things not sounding like that? How we need to keep God at the forefront and not just a name that people utter so they can do their own thing.